Praise the Lord. Amen. How is everybody this morning? Are you cool? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm cool. Because you're feeling hot, you shouldn't be here. All right. Let's turn to the Lord in prayer, shall we? Let's pray. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Lord, for your word, Father. Your word is like a double-edged sword that can pierce bones and marrow. Lord, today, as we think about your word, your truth, Lord, would you just open our hearts and our minds to hear your word. And Lord, Holy Spirit, we open our hearts, Lord, to allow you to work inside out of us. This day, O oh Father, we commit this time into your hand. Lord, would you lead us, empower us, bless our time together, that, Lord, that we will allow ourselves to be in your presence, to encounter you, Lord, putting aside all, all things, O oh Lord, and just be in your presence to seek you and to hear for what you have in store for us. Come, Lord, Father, would you come and invite us. In Jesus' mighty name, now God's people say, Amen. In our last week, we talked about the victory of the cross, which is uh, uh, topic 7 of the Sing Fu Xiao Tu. And today, we're going to talk about deliverance and freedom. What is the difference between these two topics? You know, victory of the cross talk about Jesus gaining victory by winning over the authority from the devil on the cross. And he has given us this authority to those who believe in him. Amen? How many believers are there in this hall? Alright, amen. Yeah. And when we believe in Jesus, we move out of the control of darkness into the control of God's kingdom. Amen? That is about the victory of the cross. And today, deliverance and freedom, we are going to talk about applying the power of the cross to overcoming the bondages and receive true freedom. So session six is about the victory of the cross which Jesus has achieved on the cross. What relation does he has on us? The authority and power that is given to us. And today is about with the authority and power given to us, how should we use it to help us to overcome the bondages in our life and have deliverance and true freedom. So today let's turn to the scripture from John chapter 8, verse 36. We're going to talk about how to apply this power. John chapter 8, verse 36. Let's read together. If the Son set you free, you are free indeed. A very easy verse to remember. If the Son set you free, you are free indeed. Turn to your neighbor, say it to one another right now. If the Son set you free, you are free indeed. Amen? Shall amen if you agree with that? Amen. You know, this verse mentioned that we are set free. We are set free, meaning that before we believe in Jesus, we are all under the bondage of sin, being chained by the enemy and have lost our freedom. We have lost our freedom. That's the reason why we need to be set free. Set free because we have lost our freedom. The scriptures say, that if the Son set you free, you will be free indeed. You know, the Bible says that you will be free indeed. 
confirm you will be free. What does it mean? You know, it means that there, there must be a kind of freedom There is not really freedom, free indeed. Let me explain. You know, it may seem free on the surface, but on the, uh, but on the underlying, you are still not free indeed. You are still not free. Nowadays, you know, we have a lot of what we call fake news. Fake news. So here is something like what we call fake freedom. For example, you know, it may seem like you're feeling alright, you know. We are feeling alright and nothing seems to be binding you. But it is really, is it really true? Is it really true? Maybe you didn't realize that you are under bondage. Because more often or not, most of the things that keeps you under bondage are things that are not so obvious to us. Not so obvious. And I have bad news for you. The bad news is that uh, those not so obvious bondages are scarier than those who are obvious to us. No, those bondages, they are not so obvious, may make you think that you are free. I'm free, but actually you are not. Let me explain. So this is what we call fake freedom. Are you listening? Take for example, uh, an illustration, an example, someone who has an alcohol, alcohol addiction. He may, be, he may not become a Christian and he may not be drinking right now. Not because he has overcome it or because, you know, his mentor said you should not drink. You know, the wife said that you, the wife does not allow him to drink. But in his heart, he still has the desire to drink. So in the end, let me ask you this question. Will he, when given a chance, will he drink? Yes. You know, one day, there is a story about an alcoholic that after becoming a Christian, he knows the harm of alcohol brought to him and the family. So determined that he's going to break free from this alcohol issue, and he knew, he knew that it's not going to be easy. So as he drove from, home, uh, from work to home, he passed by the first bar selling alcohol, and there was an inner voice that said, Joe, Joe, why not? Let's go in for a drink. He refused to be tempted and drove along. He passed by the second bar. The temptation was getting even stronger. But he, he gritted his teeth and drove on and said, No, I'm not going to fall into it. And he passed by the third bar. His willpower began to crumble. He stopped the car and he walked into the bar. And just before he was about to order the liquor, he banged on the table and said, No, 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 I'm not going to give in to alcohol so easily. I have to win this battle. So he walked out of the bar and he drove away. Woo! In his car, he thought, Pew! I feel great because I passed by three bars and didn't even sleep a drop of alcohol. Time to celebrate! So he, with great joy, he went to the next bar and he celebrated with alcohol over his victory over alcohol. You know, just when he thought that he has overcome his bondage of alcohol and won the battle, he let his gut down only to find himself back to where he started. This is a story, it may not be true, but it is so true for so many of us for some of the bondage that we are struggling with. So this is an example of what is not free indeed. And another example, you know, three years ago, I was helping this young man, in, which is in deep bondage of gambling. You know, gambling. 
He used to be a gambler. And after he became a Christian, brought him to church, he knew that he needed to kick this habit. He made up his mind to stop. Yes, he did. He even asked me to help him to register this exclusion, you know, from Lisa uh, from the casino so that he could not enter the casino. Anybody can do that. No, don't have to be the next of kin. So I went to the platform and registered to bar him from entering the casino. You know, he was so deep in gambling that every day he would go to the casino almost every night and he will, he will, he will, he will sometimes win thousands and lose thousands. And whenever he lose, you know, the desire to go back, you know, the, the, the feeling of, in Chinese, we say, you know, when he lost, you know, and then he go back and then withdraw more money, get into the casino and gamble. He's so deep in gambling that working is no longer necessary for him because when he wins, he wins thousands. And when he lost, of course, he also lost thousands. And so it was good for a while when I put a restriction on him from entering the casino. It was good for a while. But in his heart, the desire to gamble was still there. Are you listening? And he, 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 he doesn't want it. He doesn't, he, but the desire is still there. So in the end, do you think he overcome? Actually, no. Why? Fake freedom is this. You know, he couldn't enter into casino, right? You know, technology is really scary. He go in, went into online gambling and even deeper, uh, uh, soccer betting, you know, and he went even deeper. So, so do you know what is real freedom? I'll give you the example of what is fake freedom. You know, when I was a young boy and, uh, in... in uh, Primary five or six, you know, before I become a Christian, I also love to gamble, especially during Chinese New Year time. Wow, like, you know, we will gamble, you know, with my friends, relative. relative. But when I was in secondary school and I become a Christian, you know, how I know I've received the freedom and free indeed from this gambling problem, you know, it is when I faced the cards during Chinese New Year, when my relatives started to play Come, join me, join us, join us. You know, I don't have any desire at all. That is so amazing. Are you with me? That is so amazing. And so even if Eve, example, if God would tell me, Andy, it's okay to gamble. You know, I still do not, don't have the desire to gamble. You know, to the extent when I heard someone who said that he gambled off all his angpao money, I would shake head and despise such an act. But in the past, I was ex- exactly like that. Are you listening? And when I become a Christian, the thing that controlled me and put me under slavery no longer is able to control and have effect on me. That is called true freedom. That is called real freedom. I'm free indeed. Amen? Amen? So how does an alcoholic know that he has received real freedom, true freedom? It is when even a glass of alcohol bring in front of him, he will not have the desire to drink at all. Amen? So nowadays... Let me move on. Nowadays, what kind of bondage are we facing in our life? Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. Let's read together. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. 1, 2, 3. In which you used to live of the world. 
and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit which is now at work in those who are disobedient. And all of us also lived among them at one time, gravitating the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. You know, he said in this verse, following the ways of the world. What does it mean? He said all of us are in this world. We follow the culture and the value of the world to how it influences our lives. What is this? What, what does this call? Actually, this is called bondage. Why? Let me explain. When we, pursue, when we begin to pursue after a goal of this world, we don't really know why. We don't really know the real purpose of pursuing it. But we pursue it anyway. Why? Because everybody is chasing after it. It's so-called what the scripture said, the ways of the world. Are you listening? Because everybody is chasing after it, so you also chase, chase after it. It's very much, you know, like an example, like the recent, recent supermarket panic buy, you know. Influence, and we all, I know, some, some of the people went to panic buy also. So this is, this is a certain level of bondage that we are in. So what are the common bondage that people face today? Because of this pursuit of the world result in many bondages that people face today. What are they? Let me name a few to you. Number one, the pressure of life. The pressure of life. Pressure itself is a bondage. Pressure itself causes lots of stress in our life. You know, today, if you go to the central business district area, you see everybody is rushing, you know, everybody is busy, rushing to, to, to the office, getting, wanting to get their work done because, you know, uh, everybody is running out of time. Work, lots of work to be done. You know, when, we are, when we, you live under these circumstances, the pressure comes naturally, right? Because of the momentum of life is very busy. And when you, want to, when, when you want to earn more money, more fame, then the pressure will come even greater. You know, can you say that I have enough money? Can or not? Enough for me? Will it be good enough? Can or cannot? Can or cannot? Cannot, right? Why? Because the person sitting next to you is earning more than you. You know, and so here comes the pressure again. You know, the pressure of wanting to earn more than your neighbor, than the person sitting next to you. You know, regardless of how comfortable your life is, we will find, we we still find pressure for yourself. So there's a different kind of pressure in life. We call it the number one, the financial pressure that is so real. In Singapore, five C's, we are loans, debts, retirement. We think about all this. And every one of us are in some kind of loan, housing loan, car loan, study loan, renovation loan, personal loan, etc. A never-ending loan is called a housing loan. Why? Because when you have, after you have paid off your house, you land yourself in a bigger house and land yourself in, into another loan, right? This is the kind of bondage that you put yourself in. And when you reach midlife in your 40s or 50s, you think that, ah, 
I'm comfortable right now. And you, when you, start, you think about the next 30 years, do I have enough to retire? Do I have enough? Here you go again. You put yourself in that position of financial pressure. Money always seems to be not enough. Work pressure is another one. Long hours, heavy workload, job insecurity, uh, conflict with co-workers or your bosses. Symptom you know, resulting in work pressure includes a drop in work performance, depression, anxiety, sleeping difficulties. Trying, another time is trying to do too much. It's also a pressure. Are you with me? You know, nowadays, especially in, with social media, there is a niche for everything. And Facebook and Instagram can attain to that. Attest to that. You know, it, it's like we have to fit into a niche. We need to be good in everything so that we can tell the world. Not about Jesus, but how good we are. You know, there's a lot of box to check to show the world. Example, whether is it an adventure traveller who snapped the sights of the most exotic place yet to discover destination in the world. Check, you know, uh, trying to be uh, uh, the barrister that, 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 that are into rainbow latte art or the event planner, the best photographer. You, know, you can post lifestyle bloggers. You know, all this pressure you know, to maintain an image of perfection is really exhausting, right? What else? Health pressure. You know, someone told me that when you're young, you know, it's like this, you know, look at me, everyone. It's like when you're young, you, have, you are healthy and best in shape, but not much money, you know. You know, as you grow older, this thing will tilt, you know, and when you grow older, you have a lot of money because of accumulation, but your health will begin to deteriorate. Isn't it? And then suddenly you heard of somebody, a friend who diagnosed with some kind of illness that bring you to even a concern. Just last Thursday, I received a, a, a message from my boss, you know, who said that somebody, uh, a, a advisor from another group who was, uh, you know, passed away suddenly because he was uh, exercising and he collapsed. Very young, 56 years old, collapsed during exercise, sent to hospital in coma and didn't make it. Last Thursday, sad to hear all this, but when we hear all this, it, it, we are sad, and we also it brings about some kind of pressure and concern for our own health, health pressure, isn't it? Especially at this season, this time of time, and now everyone is on high alert. The concern and worry of catching virus is so real. Health pressure, a lot of pressure, right? Relationship pressure is another one. Marriage, the divorce rate in Singapore is high, common, and widespread. Relationship with friends, loved ones, lots of pressure sometimes. You see, because of the pressure of life will result in bondage under emotional breakdowns and sicknesses. Because of the pressure of life. Insomnia is a common problem people face because of the pressure of life. Are you listening? You know, today the bed quality, the quality of the bed is getting more and more advanced and better. But sleep problem, insomnia is getting worse. Why? Because of the anxieties of life. Such anxieties affect our health. 
What is the next one? Attack from evil forces. How do we end, how do people end up there? And so because of the, all this pressure of life, man will look for solution, search for hope and answer. So they, they will search through you know, different wrong sources through occult practice. Either worship, palm and face reading, feng shui. You see, all these practices will cause one to be under bondage of the evil force. Are you listening? Bondage under evil force actually comes from two forms. One, we call it the, the obvious act, being demonized. Somebody that is being demonized, an obvious act. An indirect act is the second one. Take for example, when Judas betrayed Jesus, it was the devil who implanted the desire unto him at first. If you read the scripture, did he know that the devil did this to him? At that instant? Answer me. No. Why? Of course not. It is an indirect attack of being under the bondage of the evil force. Are you listening? Such bondage, usually to influence someone to do something bad step by step. How the devil will influence someone little by little, step by step, into falling into his trap. You see, even a disciple of Jesus was being tempted and influenced by the evil forces. How much more as for every, every one of us or someone who does not believe in Jesus? He will definitely experience temptation and being put under bondages. What are the consequences? Let's read Romans chapter 7, verse 23 to 24. Romans chapter 7, verse 23 to 24. What are the consequences? Let's read together. One, two, three. And making me a prisoner of the sin, love sin, and work within me. What a word, man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? You see, when men are under pressure for a long time, problems will begin to surface in the body soul and spirit. A person where under pressure for a long time, they may turn to drug or even develop bad habits. In order to curb this pressure of life, people turn to drug, developing bad habits, they end up becoming addicted to it. Example, drugs, smoking, drinking, gambling, gaming, bad temple, lust, all these bad habits and when men into it deep become an addiction. Second, under the slavery of sin. Usually people who are under such bondage, you know, they want to get rid. They want to get rid. The guilt is there. The shame is there. But they can't. Why? Because they are under the slavery of sin. That means that sin has become your master. When sin calls for you, you go immediately. You don't have the option of not sinning. You have to listen to sin. That's what the scriptures say. For example, you know, we all know that throwing temper is not a good behavior, right? 
throwing temper, it caused a lot of other implications, such as one, destroying the relationship with your loved one, high blood pressure, always throw temper, high blood pressure, many brain cells will die, etc. You know how we can come up with all many, so many deep negative effects of throwing temper. So everyone will think that throwing temper is not a good thing, right? It's not a good thing. Do you agree with me? It's not a good thing. So can I conclude that no one in this hall throw temper, right? Because we know that it's not a good thing, right? Is that true? Why is it not true? Don't we agree that throwing temper is not a good behavior and have a lot of negative implication? So why then we should, we, 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 then we should not throw temper? But when we still throw temper, what does it show about us? It shows that there is a force. There is a force behind that, cannot, that we can't overcome. Are you listening? The force that you cannot overcome, then that is your bondage. That is your bondage. In Chinese, it's bondage. With those with bad habit, uh, sorry, bad temper, those who have bad temper know that they have bad temper. Will they think that they are very gentle? Of course not. Some will even hate themselves for having such a bad temper. For a bad temper, he is. But why then they still allow such bad temper to happen in their life? Because of bondage. Are you all listening? Give you an example. If today someone offends you, and you are hurt deeply. You can't help but feel angry with this person. Why he does such a thing to you? And when you are angry with that person, do you know it causes more harm to you than good? Because tonight, maybe you can't sleep because you're thinking and bearing the hurt the whole night. You say, why this person hurt me so much? Why his words really pierce deep into my heart. And maybe the whole episode caused you to be very low. And maybe when you reach home, you begin to quarrel with your family, with your children. You see, the whole anger thing has great impact on you. But what about the person that makes you angry? Did he take his breakfast? Yes, he take his lunch. Yes, he take his dinner. Yes, I tell you bad news, he also go for supper. But you, 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 you have no appetite and you're full of anger and hatred. So my question is, if you're hating the person, are you hating the person or are you hating yourself? So that's why God said that we need to forgive. Turn to your neighbor and say forgive. But the truth is, the person that we need to forgive is not just the person that hurt you. More important person to forgive is you. Is you. Why? Because life is per normal for the person who hurt you. Are you listening? So the person that we need to forgive is ourselves. So after all this understanding I've just shared with you, so we all know the reason of being forgiving. Do we still get angry with people? Do we? Yes. Why? Bondage. Bondage. So bondages are everywhere. Not so obvious bondages we are in 
And because of all these bondages, the consequences are affecting our life, our daily living. We quarrel with parents, with spouses, with best friends, with children. Many hurts and wounds are created. It, is, it becomes a vicious cycle. Are you all listening? Such a deep impact in our life. All these bondages. You know, there was a famous Taiwanese celebrity, very rich, but he had a very strange hobby that was to steal things from supermarket. It's not that he had no money to pay for the stolen item, but it was it's just this desire in him to steal. He had to do it. He couldn't help himself to keep stealing. Why? Bondage. Bondage. You know, one type of bondage are emotional bondage, bondages. Many people have allowed emotion to direct our lives. We call them mood swing, you know, people with mood swing. And serious emotional bondages can lead to suicidal thoughts or violence or even murder thoughts. Not all emotional baggages are serious, but nevertheless, you know, such bondages will steal away your joy when you allow your emotion to take over you. Lastly, the third consequences, no purpose and life direction. Because of bondages causing a person with no purpose and life direction. When we are all under the slavery of sin, you do not know the purpose or direction of your life anymore. You know, the lives of celebrity, example, committed suicide. Why? Because, you know, we look at them, they are successful, but yet they were depressed and need to end up committing suicide. Why? What does committing suicide imply? It means that no more meaning in living and purpose of life. I want to end my life right now. Life has no more meaning and purpose. So we see suicidal thoughts in this so-called successful people's life. Sometimes we look at them, we envy their life. That is what we call fake happiness. Their lives are not so glamorous as we think, especially behind the curtains. There are a lot of bondages. Their lives are not a bit of roses after all. So we know the reason this day. Because they have not found the real meaning and purpose of life, they can only they are only living under the devil or the evil forces of darkness. They are constantly driving their life towards slavery of sin. So after telling you so many bad news, let's talk about how to be free by the power of the gospel. Amen. Because Jesus said, if the Son, let's see it, say it together, if the Son set you free, turn to the neighbor and say, you are free indeed. Amen? How to be free? By the power of the gospel. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. Let's read together. One, two, three. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, <coughs> to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Amen. <coughs> proclaim the good news, gospel, to who? To who? Those who are poor. 
Are you listening? Some may poor in, in material, but the poor in the scripture is actually referring poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. Which means they are under spiritual bondages. So we need to bring gospel to those who are poor in the spirit. They do not have freedom in the spirit. So the only solution is the gospel of Christ. Amen? Because there is power in the gospel. Amen? The gospel that we share can deliver us from bondages of sin. The victory of the cross is for all who believe to have freedom over bondages. Amen? Amen? So first thing first, we have to be obedient, baptize, believe and baptize. To be delivered and free, we must first believe is the one who has the power to deliver and free bondages. Baptism is an act of obedience. In the scripture, it was clearly demonstrated that people did not wait until they become an old Christian or they experience great miracle, change their life before they get baptized. At a point in time when they believe in what they hear and what they see, they simply obey it. Even Jesus demonstrated their obedience. Amen? You see, you know, when you're asked to do a homework in school or project at work, you don't even, maybe sometimes the, the work that is given to you, you don't even understand or unsure how, or haven't learned how to do it, but you still go ahead and obey, right? The teacher and bosses, if not, out you go. Very simple. But maybe, this is what we call so called commandment from, from them. Do you obey? You still obey. Similarly, baptism is a simple command from God. We should not complicate it with our self-imposed or criteria or reasoning because that is not how Jesus wanted to be. Amen? So turn to the young one who have not baptized and say, you've got to be baptized. Alright, in the scripture, obedience always promises blessing and victory. Let me say it again. In the scripture, obedience always promises blessing and victory. Jesus can set you free. Believe. You know, in the Bible, there was an incident where Jesus was caught in a storm. Remember this incident? While on the way to help, to, to help a demonized man, Jesus was caught in a storm with his disciple. From Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. Let me bring this story out by bringing the point of what we need to do to be set free. So when Jesus got ready to go to deliver the man who was bound in the tomb, on his way to the area, a storm arose out of nowhere. And the Bible said that the whole ship began to rock and reef. And Jesus was, was asleep in the bottom of the boat. And Peter began to be afraid that the whole thing was going to get capsized. What do you think, church? How did the storm broke out? The storm broke out because the devil knew that Jesus was on his way to deliver the man that was bound by the demonic influence. Are you listening? So Jesus was sleeping in the bottom of the boat in the middle of a hurricane and the whole boat is rocking and the boat is filled with water and neither the wind nor the rain had interrupted, 
interrupted his sleep. See, the wind was blowing, the lightning was flashing, the thunder was interrupting, and out of nowhere, the water begins to fill the boat so bad that was Peter was so afraid the boat was going to go underwater, and Jesus was at the bottom of the boat. He must be wet, right? Guys, this is not a, 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 a carnival cruise you know, a liner. He must be wet and the wind was blowing and the boat was rocking and none of that woke out Jesus. But when one of the disciples, let me say, let me say again, I say when one of the disciples called him, you know, I want you to know, church, that you have the power to wake up Jesus. Amen? You can call upon his name. Turn to your neighbor and say, say, say something. Say something. You know, when you're in the middle of the storm, you got to say something. You know, that's why when you, are de- you, you get depressed, you know, the devil, when you're in this kind of bondages, the devil wants you to be quiet about it. He wants you to be silent. When, when you're going into a test, the devil wants you to be silent. When you're going into great temptation, the devil wants you to be silent. When your marriage is in trouble, the devil wants you to be silent. When you're... Under all kinds of bondages, the devil wants you to be silent. Why? Because if you open your mouth, what will happen? When you call upon the name of Jesus, the wind did not wake him. The wave did not wake him. The storm did not wake him. But when you call upon the name of the Lord, amen, there is power in the name of Jesus. You will be set free. Amen? Amen. That's the first thing. You know, don't be silent. Share. Tell. Call upon the name of Jesus. Do you think that... Let me move on. Do you think that Peter's voice has more decibel impact than the thunder or lightning? Do you think so? But no one else, nobody else but Jesus. But Jesus, He can hear your cry, church. He can hear a tear sliding over the bridge of your nose, even at 3 o'clock in the morning. God is so in tune with you, while nothing can break His rest. But if you get into trouble, when you're in bondage, when you call upon Him, the bondage will work Him up. Amen? I'm speaking to every nervous, unrest, frustrated condition that you say nothing about it. They have caused illness, stress, attached, and insomnia, or even eating disorder. Let me tell you that God is going to give you a breakthrough today. Amen? God is about to give you a breakthrough today. If the Son set you free, you are free indeed. And Jesus woke out. Jesus woke up, rose to the bow of the ship in the middle of the winds and the waves. He opened His mouth, cleared His throat. And the Bible said that he rebuilt the winds and the waves and said, Peace, peace, be still. Wait a minute, let's roll back. He rebuilt the winds and the waves. Rebuilt. The scripture said he rebuilt. You don't rebuild winds and waves. Are you listening? You might stop the winds and winds. You might arrest the winds and waves. You don't rebuild winds and waves. You rebuild spirits. Are you listening? That is the second thing we need to know to be set free. We need to rebuild the spirit. Everybody say, rebuild the spirit. And there is a spirit behind your storm. 
There is a spirit behind your distress. There's a spirit behind your dysfunction. There's a spirit behind the problem you know, that your family are encountering. There's a spirit behind all the bondages that we all are facing. The Bible says you rebuke the winds and the waves. And with the winds, hear the voice of Jesus, the master who made them. He overruled the spirit and sent them. The winds got slain in the spirit. And the wave lay frustrated on the floor. And there was a great calm. Amen. There was a great calm in the tempest of the sea. And they sail on without incident. Because God always gets to the core of the situation. Let me say it again. God always gets to the core of the situation. We pray about a situation that we're facing. Or I'm having this headache. I'm having this insomnia. You know, but God is going after the core, the root of the situation. Are you listening? He want to fix a symptom. But God is after the core of the situation. You see, bondages is like a chain on us. Like a chain. You know, picture with me, like a chain that is on us. And that keeps pulling us back. When, when we can't find breakthrough, are you listening? And when we start to think that the chain is stronger than us. Many of us try to move forward every time. And when you try to move forward, the chain will pull you back. The chain will keep pulling you back. And when you're about to think that you are going to have breakthrough on this or that area of your life, the chain will pull you back. And we are starting to think that the chain is stronger than you. Complete freedom comes from the power of the cross. Amen? We are no longer need to be under the control of the devil. Amen? You know, there's a true freedom that the Lord Jesus wants every one of us to enjoy. Free indeed. That is called true freedom. We need to recognize this day on, the one that is in us is greater than the one is of the world. Amen? You know, and the chain that tries to pull you at a point of time, you must call upon the name of the Lord and tell the spirit, tell the devil and say, Oh no, not this time. You, have, you, you can't have my family. You can't have my daughter. You can't have my son. You can't have my marriage. You can't have my life. I declare unto you, devil, I'm going to pray and pray until my daughter get delivered. I'm going to pray and pray until my life I get delivered. I'm going to pray until my marriage is healed. I'm going to pray and pray until I get financial breakthrough. Amen? How determined are you to be set free? Jesus said, I give you the power over the enemy power. The over the enemy, over your problem, power over fear, power over your situation. The authority have been given to us. So enjoy true freedom in Christ. Enjoy true freedom in Christ. You know, sometimes as Christians, we still can be blind by the guilt of our sins, shame of our sin. And that's not true freedom. That is not true freedom. You know, even character flaw or inability to handle your emotion can be a bondage as well. And many of us couldn't help it of being bad-tempered to our parents. 
for the slightest thing, some of us, you know, as young people, we get angry with our parents. Sometimes the parents are just asking you a question, but you can trigger an anger in you and start to fray up. That's so real. Another example is emotion, emotion of jealousy that we have towards spouse or friends. We can't help but feel jealous about why people can have this or that or better than me. That's a bondage that we have put ourselves in. This week, you know, the Lord has shown me what are some of the bondages we have that may, may not be the usual kind of bondage we know, but we actually are experiencing it. And it's very, very real in our lives. And we ha- may have overlooked it. Are you listening? You know, some of us are living under a bondage of fear, fear of financial insufficient, fear of failure, and therefore not willing to try to step out. And some of you, some of us are living under a bondage of disappointment, not able to go above the disappointment and trust God who can do much better. Amen? And God is able to make a bad situation and turn it into good because He is God Almighty. He is the one that we can trust and speak to. You know, some of us are living under the bondage of hatred. You know you have this problem because you, you, you just get easily hurt by people because you lack love. You know, you need to be free from the bondage of understanding that God's love supersedes all hurts. Amen? You know, I want to call upon us to go to God for love first, not man. The victory on the cross has saved us from the power of death and grant us eternal life. This same power, let me share with you, is able to deliver and free us from all these bondages, character flaws, or emotional bondages, fear of failure, or hatred. You know, we can enjoy that complete freedom that comes from the power of the cross. We no longer need to be under the control of the devil. Amen? You know, there is true freedom. Do you want it, church? Do you all want to enjoy true freedom? Let me say that today is the day. Amen? Can I invite the worship team up? Hallelujah. Every one of us, let's stand. This morning, this is what we're going to do. We're going to allow ourselves to be free, and free indeed. Hallelujah. Every head bow, every eyes closed. Just listen to me. You know, as the music play. For some of us, find ourselves, why? Under bondage. Why am I under bondages? I thought I have belief. I have baptized. I have rebuked the devil before. I break the chain. I break the curse. But why am I still under these bondages? Can I share with you two very fast, two reasons? Our level of determination will determine if we will be delivered or free. 
Let me say it again, our level of determination will determine whether we will be free and free indeed. It's about how willing you are to surrender to God. This area in your life, this bondage of your life, that bondage of your life, how willing you are, how desperate you are to surrender, to be obedient to our Lord Almighty, to surrender to Him. How determined are you? Second, our faithfulness and persistency in prayer will make a big difference. Because when we go to pray, it's a form of surrender to the Lord, to God. All your issue, all your bondage. Time when you come before God in prayer, in surrender. Thirdly, wholehearted obedience. Wholehearted obedience. How determined are you? How willing are you? How desperate are you, church? You want to be free indeed? Today is the day that you're going to make a decision. Today is the day that you're going to surrender all to Jesus. You're going to tell the Lord, Lord, I surrender all to you. What is your decision today? Do you want to be free indeed? Hallelujah. Do you believe that God is bigger than anything that you ever, that anything that ever helped you, that have ever tied you up, put you in slavery? Do you believe that God is bigger? Do you believe that He's greater than anything that have been filling your body, in your mind, in your soul, in your spirit? Do you believe? Do you believe that no weapon formed against you shall prosper? And every tongue that rises against you, God will condemn. Do you believe that this is the day that the Lord has made and you're going to get a release today? You're going to get be free completely for the rest of your life. Amen. If you believe, come on, let's praise God right now. Come on, let's clap and praise God right now. Hallelujah. My Savior has ransomed me. Surrender. I'm going to count upon three and we're going to call upon the name of Jesus. We're going to call upon the name of Jesus. You know, and when I call upon three, I want every one of us to shout the name of Jesus three times. Jesus, 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 three times. And what after that, I want you to repeat after a prayer to break every bondages in our life that you recognize when I'm speaking to you right now, just now, or right now, as a spirit prompt to you. There are some areas in your life that you need to be delivered. This is a time. You know, I want to give you a moment to break every bondages. I believe God is here and the storm cannot stop you. Greater is He that is of the world. Amen. 
Amen. Let's count the three. I'm going to count the three. We're going to shout Jesus together. One, two, three. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Heavenly Father, everybody repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I acknowledge that King Jesus has won the victory of the, at the cross. He has given me all authority and power at the cross. Help me, Father, to break all these chains of bondages that are weakening me. I buy the bondages off. Now, right now, it's the time to you to release every bondage to the Lord. I want you to declare out loud every bondage to the spiritual realm, to the devil. Break it out. Just say all these bondages. Just name all these bondages out right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's say it out. Come on, let's just not be silent. Let's not be quiet. Just proclaim it. Whatever bondages they are facing, is it anger? Is it temper? Is it lust? Is it uh, distress? Every anger be broken in the name of Jesus. Be broken in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Be broken in the name of Jesus. Oh, oh in Jesus' name. Repeat after me. In Jesus' name, I rebuke the spirit, the evil spirit of whatever that you identify, the spirit of uh, anger, the spirit of, uh, of death, of, of thoughts, or of, of, of distress. Right now, just cast it. Let's cast it in the name of Jesus. Let's continue and command it. I command this spirit to lose its power upon my life. In Jesus' mighty name, I declare today that I'm free. I'm free indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Mighty God, we speak victory and prosperity is not only, not only on our life, but also on our family as well. Lord, in unison as a church, we declare, we want to declare that all bondages will be disarmed right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll commit right now our wholehearted obedience to you because we know that your, your, your abundance favor will definitely follow and help us to continually have victory over our bondages. Help us to free, to be free indeed. Father, we request that may you grant each and every one of us, empower us to live in the light of the gospel, declaring the powerful gospel with our words, because there is power in the gospel to set people free, and we are your people to do so. Lord, give us love for you and love for one another. In Jesus' mighty name, may God's people say, Amen. Let's give praise to Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Go to your small group. Thank you. Hallelujah.